Telemetry recovered. Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. Don't forget, this podcast is sponsored by Radio C, number one for all your drone-related needs. Pay them a visit at radioc.co.uk and use the promo code LDO for 5% off your order and free shipping on orders over £80. So, uh, today's a special episode and we've got a pretty special guest on, but uh, I'll go through the usual crew and say the best till last. So, uh, joining us is our faithful leader and fearless leader, Dom Robinson. Oh, where did I get that title from? Brilliant. Excellent. I am the leader. <laughs> Even though he's kicking us off in a few weeks <laughs> for no, disrupting I'm, I'm his flow. Helping, helping you grow. Yeah, that's what you call it. Um, <laughs> yep. We're also joined by uh, Edward Bruce Radcliffe. Evening. Or the Bixler, also known as the Bixler Killer. Uh, uh, yes. And all the way from Australia. Well, living in the UK, it's myself, <laughs> and Hello. Baby Maker One Hundred and One. Hi, I'm uh, Adam Juniper, and uh, we might be joined by Leo Tiberius Juniper if he uh, wakes up and screams his head off. Congratulations on making babies! Thank you. And speaking of which, our guest for today. Drum roll. David O'Neill. Hello, everyone. How are you? Also known as That Drone Show. Yep. How are you? Yeah. That, I'm doing great. It's awesome to be on uh, on the show. We listen to it all the time. And uh, as unfortunate as that may seem, we like it. You, you have my oh. sincere apologies. <laughs> We've got a listener. <laughs> You've yes. just doubled our, doubled our audience, David. Yeah. Amazing. There you everyone, go. Everyone That's be awesome. nice to him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know how it is. Two, two years ago today was our very first uh, that drone show episode, and it was uh, I watched it last night. It was awful. It was amazing <laughs> that we've that that we're still here. It, it's really cool. <laughs> I mean, it's two years ago to the day since I liked your web page because I think I liked it on the day you you launched. <laughs> yeah, oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah, yeah. No, I was. Like it was her. great. Yeah, I know you did. You you did, and you were one of our our first guys. And I mean. Two years later, we're sitting here with, uh, you know, I want to say the world, you know, yeah, the whole world of, of drones. I mean, yeah. well, it's it's our, you know, the community that we created. It's like, you know, it started out with Sarah and I talking into a web camera about why we like drones. And guys like you joined us up and said, hey, I like drones, too. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're about to hit drone day number two, which is all around the world. We got 150 teams with over 50,000 people with like 50 countries this year participating. Wow. I mean, this is this is way beyond anything we created. This is this is what the community created. That's what all you guys did and I mean, now you guys have your show and I mean, it's just it's so cool to uh, to be with all of you. I mean, this was amazing. It's just something that we thought should be out there. It's like we want to talk about drones and we were just sitting at the table watching so many YouTube videos of people flying drones and thought other people would like it. And now look at this. I mean, we got, we got the whole world. It's just, it's amazing how we all came together. Tell me about <laughs> so these 149 other events that we could be going to. Go David, I think it was quite interesting because it was only a year ago. I was just 
deciding whether to travel north of the country or the south of the country. Uh, and I went south and I met Dom and met all these other people from the community here because you did the show from there and said, look, where's some other teams? So I think that community has grown from what you started a, a day a year ago, just over. It's, it's, it's uh, blossoming all over the world, I think. So well done. I mean, uh, thank you. I mean, it's, it's what we, you know, we put the possibility out there that like, why do we have to have the media talking about, you know, our hobby and our passion in a negative way? Why do we have to stand for that? Why do well, you know, if we, if we did nothing and we just kept flying our drones and said, well, you know, shrug our shoulders, we're not going to do anything about it. Then we would have all these laws. We wouldn't, we'd have be sitting in some weird field behind a, you know, some kind of nuclear compost where they said, okay, drones are allowed over here. And, you know, we wouldn't have any of the things we had, but the whole world got together and we said, look, we only got one message for you guys. Drones are good. That's it. And, you know, just saying that starts a conversation and all of you guys out there in the world, the community took it on. And that's, that's really what there is. It's like, yes, we started it, but it's you guys did the work and uh -huh. you guys continue to, you guys continue to do the work and the friendships and the, the things. I mean, it's amazing. I'm so, you know, humbled by the whole thing. It's just, it's a, it's incredible how everybody came together with this idea. Have you seen the press response get better over time as this positive message is getting out? Yeah. You know, I was, uh. Last year on the first drone day, a lot of the news was, you know, drones are going to cause airplane disasters. Drones are going to drones are going to spy on your, you know, your daughter, on your wife, on, you know, your house, et cetera. And then right after drone day, we did an interview with Forbes magazine and we did an interview with uh, the Huffington Post. And they had a bunch of other panelists on there, Brendan Schulman and, you know, some lawyers and things. And the, the whole tone was different. And then as as it's gone through, I've been watching the mainstream media over the last year. It's We were in a newspaper article about two months ago here in Orange County in California, and the lady was like, oh, we just want to do an article about you know what the best drone is this year to buy for Christmas. Yeah. And where the year before, it would have been like, oh, we want to do an article about these evil drones. Yeah. And, and how I, they're going to get in the way of Santa Claus's sleigh. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And and now it went to like, you know, hey, you know, maybe maybe this is a good idea to have kids learning this in school because they'll go outside and they'll learn robotics and they'll learn software and they'll they'll learn coding. And there's so much that you can do um, together. And, you know, now I've just seen I, now I see it with drone racing. You know, now it's it's more accepted now for me to go down to the beach and take my drone out and take pictures of the sunset. Like people will still talk to you, but it's not it's no longer they're not asking me if I'm with the FBI or if I'm spying, you know, or anything like that. It's just they often, more... They're often asking, which one is that? Is that the latest? Yeah, they want to know, is that the Phantom? Is that the Unique? What is that? And, I mean, the general public knows it. And, um, you know, I just want you guys to get present to the fact that you did this. It's like, yeah, you could say we did it, but it's all of you. So, I mean, just take a minute and look around at your mates because you guys all did this, and you're continuing it. And it's, you know, I see that the people that put on the Drone Day events... They're known in their community now. You know, the fire department knows who they are. The police know who they are. If they need help, they ask them about it. They're well-known in the media. They forged companies out of it. Realtors contacted them. I mean, everybody that stood up and said, look, I don't want my, my passion to be regulated any further, and I don't want to be branded as a criminal or as a hooligan. So now everybody's seen as a great guy. I mean, there's still a fight to fight, but... It's it's much different this year because of you. I've got I've got to ask you about that interview that you did on on TV over in the states where that that drone flew some contraband into into prison. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. That was I mean it was hysterical watching because it was 
and the media didn't quite know whether to be paranoid about the drone or whether to be really pleased that there was someone being interviewed that really knew their stuff and was talking talking a positive message. I mean, how did they approach you, and have you had anything any follow up from that at all? Yeah, usually, um, and it still happens. I mean, you know, the media generally wants to, you know, get ratings, or if you're a, a newspaper, you want to get readers, you know, and you want people to read your read your stuff. So usually, if you post something like, you know, Dom Robinson caught with heroin uh, flying over prison, that's a lot nicer story for them than uh, Dom Robinson chasing pigeon. So it's I like, which he does. Which, which, which he does chase pigeons. Everybody's seen the famous Stop the Pigeon video, and it's one of my favorites. Pigeons but, uh, have run off with my smack. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was, I think at the time there was the story about, I, I think it was, uh, I forget, was it Denmark or something, training eagles to take down drones or something like that. No. And yeah. so they, they were kind of talking in that. Uh, yeah, Holland, there you go. Was, I know it's one of those, one of those countries that uh, you know, uh, over the, out, the, the London police have been copying from training from them, though. But they took out. Oh, yeah. a, they took out a Cima X5C. You can take that out with a hairdryer. If you put a, real, <laughs> put a drone here, a proper a proper drone like like a racer, it would lose its legs. It's, it's, God, that's I was thinking, and you know, my, my Inspire. My Inspire. Yeah, sure. The Inspire's going to crash, but it's going to really hurt the eagle in the process. Oh bird, yeah. And the bird's not going to catch it and bring it to the ground. It's going to hit it, go ouch, let go of it. It's going to fall uncontrollably, which is the last thing you want a drone to do. Well, I, I must say that I prefer the Japanese one. Let's take drones out of the sky with another drone. With a net on it. <laughs> well, the, the, have you seen the Chinese? They've got the laser, the, the drone that uh, they've got a laser that disrupts the uh, battery and just makes the drone fall out of the sky. So there's a la there's like a, a death ray and you put the death ray on the drone. And if you shoot it in the right spot, it's again, done. And there's the again, uh, fall out of the sky being the key point. Right. There's yeah. the, guy, the guy with the TV antenna that's designed to screw up the control link. That's the... Uh, which, the is, EMP. which is illegal under a Geneva Convention. You can't flood, even military can't flood airwaves. There you go. Yeah, all that stuff. But there's, there's another one where you can actually, there's a hacker that can take control because none of these drones have passwords on their firmware. So you can literally do a live hack if, if it's a just a standard Phantom or a standard, you know, unique. They can, uh, because it's... Or a government reaper. <laughs> right, a government reaper, yeah. Well, it, it has no password on it, so it's just like uh, a hacker running the right software within the right range can take control of your drone and control it himself if that's what he chooses to do. I mean, you know, there's these air sensors on tires in cars, and it's where the air pressure gets monitored. Those have no password, so a hacker, when they want to take out a high-level target, they, they hack into the tire system on your car, and then they can flatten the tires and then ambush the vehicle. And it's the same with a drone. There's the weakest point is that, is that non-password on the firmware, and, and there is no encryption in that. And because of that, um, that's where the vulnerability is. But Anyway, getting back to the CBS deal, they, um, you know, they wanted to talk about how, how horrible this was. And I said, yeah, you know, we'll talk about it. And I just said, look, anybody can do anything they want with a gun, with a car, with a, with a broomstick if they want to. I mean, it's not, it's not the uh, drone that, that we should be afraid of. It's, it's going to be the people. And, that's, and it's other people being afraid of other people is the issue. And it has nothing to do with drones. It's really just fear. And people saying something about a certain group of people in order to be afraid of them. And, you know, we have our, our movie, The Drone Invasion. And in that, we talk a lot about electricity. 
and we talk about how scared people were of electricity. As stupid as that sounds, but people with, wanted to ban it. They wanted to ban electricity. <laughs> it's like crazy. And, and MP3s. Don't forget MP3s. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> MP3s, yeah, and and I'm, mirrors. I'm you know, there was cameras. Well, <laughs> like cars, everything. Cars is my favorite. No one wanted yeah, to cars. Ban, no one wanted to ban cars, but they said you should drive along really slowly. Have a man in front waving a red flag. Certain, <laughs> I love that um, one. Pennsylvania, is it? Or it's certainly a. Um, and there was a, th a thing saying if you saw some cows or something coming down the road, you had to dismantle your car and allow the cows to pass without being upset by it. Dismantle. Right. There was a there was a lot of laws like that where they just or they would say there was a there was an article I read as part of the film when I was researching it. It was, um, you know, thieves can come in the night and rape your women and make off in the night at a high speed because they've got a car now. So beware of cars. <laughs> and they wanted, you know, they were training. They were training dogs to listen for the sound of cars, so they would howl, and so that all the dogs in that township would know. Listen, there's one of those evil cars coming. Everyone be ready, you know. This is taking taking the horseman's job away. This is taking the horse's job away. Like the carriage makers are going to go under. Like this is going to be a horrible thing. So it's just funny well, and you know, those things weird. Happen. It's been terrible for the carriage making industry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's yeah. David. So from from drones, I mean, you're probably sat in a company of one or two that really like to fly the the moo cows in the sky. Um, but there's a few of us here that like to race. And uh, is it right you had a, a big event on the 26th? Yeah, we just uh, pretty much every month here in Southern California, we started a uh, a drone racing group. And uh, we're affiliated with, a, with a, a large group out here called MultiGP. And what MultiGP has, about 300 chapters around the world. They've got several in the, in the U.K. right now. They're, I think they're, they're still in their infancy there in the U.K. It hasn't quite caught on as much as it has here. But, you know, when you're drone racing, you know, think about you as a poor drone pilot. You want to go out. You want to go shoot some stuff. You want to find somewhere you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get nicked by the, by the law enforcement people. And you want to be able to fly your drone. Well, think about the poor plight of the drone racer. He's got a little tiny drone that goes 200 miles or 100 miles an hour, and he's got goggles. He looks like an alien, and he wants to sit cross-legged in a park and zip around trees. Like, he's the first one to go to jail. So it's like finding a place to go with, like, eight other guys that all look like aliens, that all have these weird electronics and these little explosive-looking batteries and sit them out in a park somewhere. It's a tough sale to anybody. It, so It's calling it's us rough. all aliens. And yeah. don't forget the whole setting up the course, disrupting, <laughs> you know, disru disrupting Yo, the yeah. land, putting up weird flags, you know, yeah, one step away from... Yeah, put up all these gates from... and PVC pipe and drill, and then yeah. there's these horrific crashes, and things catch on fire. I mean, we had a drone catch on fire this last weekend, and, you know, it's it's a rough go, and then it, the sound is just buzzing, and, you know, we we find underground parking structures to go into, or old fields, so... What's missing in the world right now is a, is a good place to drone race. So we created a, a place for people to go. It's, you know, they're part of a part of this multi GP league. And what's nice is we have these timing sensors. You can run the course. You can rank yourself against other people in the world. So, you know, you see where you're at. And then there's actually like a reason for it because at the end of the year, they have semifinals and finals and you can actually win a prize. And I mean, we had probably almost 90 people come out. To the race and uh just had a blast had so much fun we just put the youtube episode of it up on uh online last night and it's you know it's just cool seeing everybody and seeing what they're racing and there's so many modifications but that's really the next thing and how how big is it in the uk right now is it growing or is it still kind of small uh, 
the race meets at the moment are getting sort of anything. But uh, I think the, the recent one near us had about 50, 48 people or something in the triangle. Francis one. Cool. So there, there are a few, there are a few quite large meets happening. There's a great group called Rotor Racing who are going to do the timing gates and the race stuff at the uh, at our drone day this year. Oh, uh, not uh, the uh, reigning world champion is British. Yep. Yes. Luke, yeah. Of course. Luke Bannister. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, Luke Bannister. He's a big. He's a. He's a 15 years old. Just won two, 250,000 American dollars. I don't know what that is in. It's in, pound, uh, pounds. Pounds. <laughs> in pounds or whatever. But that's it's, what uh, that's what his mum told him anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a bit of money, and it's. I mean, it's it's growing, and I mean, it's just it's did another you, did, thing did, why. Did you know uh, David was? Uh, sorry, uh, Luke was going to be our um, uh, headliner uh, at uh, the Mini Air Show. Oh, but is he really? yes, yeah, but th- th- last year you chose the middle of winter for us to do the event. This, yeah, I remember this, that. I remember th- that. Th- th- this year you chose the weeks before the exam- uh, GCSE and the school exams, <laughs> and unfortunately oh, Luke's, gotcha. Luke, Luke, Luke's got to do his school exams that weekend, as of a couple of our other flyers. So <laughs> it was a real shame. Well, I- well, well, we'll probably have something later in the year that'll make up for all of that for you guys. We'll, anna- we'll announce any, that later. Well, it might give somebody else any, a chance. Any word on the arrival of a girlfriend for him to completely put him off the drones and give someone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be that. That would be the strategy if I was on the opposing team. I would I would hire a couple of young fifteen year old girls to just go over there and and tell him how great looking he is. I'm, and then I'm not sure you could his fifteen year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought consent was like fourteen in the UK. Is it not? Sure. No. Okay. We're not animals. <laughs> I think we have to try and dial Luke into the conversation. I wonder if he's around. Oh, uh, I can. Yeah. I can. He was I, I on TV earlier. Anyway, that's a fun strategy. But I mean, someone asked me like, "Well, is, is International Drone Day relevant this year?" Seeming how you know how things have been going, and I'm like, "Well, let's see. In Los Angeles, where we live." They just banned FPV racing altogether and said you can't fly anything. 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 David's just probably by out. analog signals. Uh, have we still got David? Or do we? Do we lose? Yeah, him? you know he's back. He's back. Oh, good. I'm here. Excellent. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, get get closer to the roof, David. So, David, yeah. did you when you started out that drone show? Did you have any idea what what you were walking into? Did you think this was going to be a little sort of evening hobby and, and a bit of part-time stuff for you guys? Or, or, or did you anticipate that it was going to become what I should imagine is a pretty full-time job? And after you've asked that, David, same question to you, Dom. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I just, yeah, I, I'd done a TV show for a while on uh, American Cable out here and we did a bunch of, you know, TV things and I liked hosting and I was, you know, just video editing. And I, I had Sarah, which was, she was my fiance at the time. And I just wanted to do something where we could do a show together just for fun. and would just be something on Friday night that we could just mess around with. And honestly, I just didn't know enough about drones. I was, and, and here's, here's the, here's the worst part. I was scared to ask a question on the message boards because every time I would ask something, I would just get my ass handed to me because they'd say, wow, you're an idiot. How long have you been flying drones? I'm like two weeks. They'd be like, you have no business flying drones. You're horrible. You're this. And so I would just, I was literally just afraid. And I'm like, well, you know, if I make my own show, I can put people on that know what the hell they're talking about. I could ask them things. And there's going to be other guys like me that don't know and are, are, don't want to ask. And so that's exactly what happened. We just kept asking questions and then we'd get, you know, bigger people on and guys that built drones then we're talking to DJI, then we're talking to, you know, uh, the world and, and they're all sharing what it was. And it's like, I've learned so much 
And I just always wanted our place, you know, our show to be a place where I don't care if you just started or if you've never seen a racing drone or a regular drone, you could just ask whatever and you're going to be treated with respect and you're going to have a bunch of friends that's just going to show you the way. Because, I mean, that's that's really what there is in life, right? It's like you want to try something out. It'd be really nice if someone could help you out rather than punch you in the face when you ask a question. So yeah. it kind of started out, out of, as kind of almost out of anger because I was just like, <laughs> I'm not going to be I'm not going to play your game. I'm going to make my own thing. And, you know, we're going to bring the world together. And I'm just amazed. And, and no, I didn't know it was going to end up like this. It just it just got more and more beautiful and so many friends and, and to be with everybody in the in the world the way it is now. I'm just uh, awestruck, humbled and I'm just really happy. And it's and I've, I've been able to see, you know, Sarah as a TV presenter now, which is really cool because I mean she was already already amazing and the the best thing in my life ever. And now that she's to see her hosting and 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 uh, being powerful like that in front of the camera and and being well respected as and you know what what she's done for women as well. I mean that's just that's just really cool. I mean there was no women when we started. Now we Sarah brought women to our sport, which is cool. Is she racing? So, um, uh, Sarah has not raced yet, but she uh, if she if she does. Uh, I'll quit because she anything she puts her mind to, she accomplishes it. So she, I'll, I'll uh, just I'll just take a back seat when she does that. We were chatting a few weeks ago. Um, in fact, uh, Jack, you, you mentioned a number of weeks ago about the the amount of women there were or were not in the sport. Um, and yeah, I think tell her, tell her to get her skates on. Yeah, um, she's got a little shout out here. I've been chatting to uh, chatting to her on Facebook. Um, Ah, uh, thank you. Say, Toby and Sarah, say hi to the UK, and it's nice listening to drone talk using proper words like brilliant. <laughs> and I think she's on about the word awesome. And, uh, yep. Life, you're, just, you're just gutted, aren't you, Jack? You're hoping Sarah's going to be on the show as well. Yeah, that's it. She <laughs> wanted more girls. Sign, sign your propellers. Yeah, that's it. Can, can she sign a prop for me and send it? Sure. Thank you. No, I mean, it was it was so cool. Like, uh, my friend was in Hawaii about two weeks ago because he was shooting a, a, a drone video, which I got him in the drones, and now he's, he's doing that, and he's, he's got all these different clients, and he's shooting for them. But he went to a, a drone store, and he's got a DJI display there, and he's like, I was watching the DJI video, and then you and Sarah pop up on it. And he's like, you guys are everywhere. I was like, that was cool. Like, just the fact that, you know, we were able to get in at that time and, and just – be that face for the drone industry and it just what it's opened up is like it did i mean it's given us a lot of opportunity but i really think it um it really gave everybody else an opportunity too i mean with with drone day being such a free and open thing where anyone can be a captain and anyone can make it you know like the mini air show it's like an institution now and it's it's something that uh that you guys created i do like that i do like it's it's so cool I really do like the brand that you created that, that, that most people still at some level in their logo use that, you know, the teams I'm still in contact with are either using the brand as it was for the air show or they've kind of morphed it a little bit. But the, the idea of sort of keeping it running with international drone community afterwards, I think was really good. It was quite subtle. Um, but the team captain's page does get some interesting posts on it. And the, uh, the, the I think the branding and the logos have been strong, really good. And well, I like thank you. Uh, that, I appreciate that. that. That's good. That sense of community. We, we, I'm, I'm still very much in touch with the guys in the Scandinavian team and in the uh, Dutch team as well. Uh, well. Yeah, and I mean, think about the the poor guys out in the uh, out in the Ukraine. You know, the team captain there was like, "Hey, David, uh, we're having drone day, but we got to have a delay because we're having a war right now." Yeah. I was like, "Okay, 
well, cool, you guys are in a war right now. And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of fighting, a lot of killing. I'm like, so when do you think you can schedule? They're like, probably about a week's time. I'm like, okay, like, why don't you do that on a day when there's not as much killing? And he said, sure. And I mean, it's like, it's funny, but they, so that's how passionate, that's how passionate they are. And they went out there and they, in the middle of a war and, and they did their drone day. That's pretty cool. Like that's, that's real community. And I mean, I think, you know, some of the things that I learned, was just, you know, you can start something but you don't have to be attached to exactly the way it has to be because people are like, Dom, are going to take it, create something else with it, make it, you know, better, make it different. And, and it's OK because everyone's got their own style. I've got an idea. We should appoint the, uh, the, the is it the Sheikh of Dubai who, who funded the, the big grand, oh, yeah. uh, world oh, yeah. grand We should appoint him the honorary team captain of Dubai. You we should, should do that. You should that. do that as a publicity stunt. And see if he'll see if he'll help everybody get them get their kit right, so we can all. Uh, yeah, that's why not? Mad there snake. Like, there are like 130 shakes to just work your way through, aren't there? Oh, I have no idea. I'm not going to even <laughs> jump into that. But they should all be drone captains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I did a, I did a TV show in Dubai uh, about four years ago, and I was on the Sheik's boat. So I was doing a yacht show. I got hired. To, I don't know why somebody thought I knew anything about boats, but I got hired to be a a TV host to, to talk about a yacht show in Dubai. So I'm oh, sitting on this, on this giant boat and um, the Sheik's there and I'm interviewing him and I have no idea what he's saying because he's, you know, doesn't speak English and he's translating. And so, yeah, I mean, maybe I could go through my old emails and see what we could do. Why not? We could, we could <laughs> see what, see what happens. Let's By do the way, it. Like, if you happen to have 150 spare racing tracks, we'd love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I would too. I mean, any sacks of money lying around. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, well, the funny thing about that is in the in the is the Emirates Palace, which is like uh, where the where the Dubai government is. They have this big Emirates Palace, and I did a story there where they have a vending machine, right? And in the vending machine, you can buy gold bars. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> can you buy <laughs> cocaine? I, just, as I well. need to buy a couple of gold bars. Let me uh, let me over here. Oh, it's my just God. funny. Um, Rub the stick of gold for an hour. Also, uh, if you can, Sally French as well. Um, I'd just like to mention her because she is a girl. Oh, yes. Sally, <laughs> Sally's amazing. She works at the Wall Street Journal. She does all kinds of really positive stories about drones. I mean, she's, she's one, of our, uh, one of our good friends and, and someone that's in, also in the film. And I, I do want to mention the film because it's coming out um, May 6th, the day before International Drone Day. And oh, cool. that's going to be on the, we're having a big premiere down in San Diego, California at a movie theater. Do you, want me to... a... you know, we've got a video wall for the mini air show. Could, um, could we get a, uh, an early release copy so we can show it on the night of the 7th? Yeah. yeah sure, we've, got, we, we've, got, we've got an overnight camping between our two day event. Do you want us to play? Cool. As long as, as long as you send me uh, send me pictures of people watching it, yeah, that'd be great. Do you want me to do you want me to play the um, trailer, just the sound? I can if you want. Sure, it's up to you guys. It's nice to hear you not talking about just chipping in, being quiet for five minutes. <laughs> And then mentioning girls at random. Yeah, I, I, I like. I, I can see where this is going. I, <laughs> more girls. All right, anyway, here, here Jack, you go. Jack can be found on Match.com as Bright Until I Fly. <laughs> I, I'm not on okay. Match. <laughs> Sorry. Our planet is a diverse world. A planet with over eight million species of life and home to 7.8 billion people. And while there are many differences between us, there is one common factor between us all, and it is what limits the possibilities of what we could be.
fear. Drones are here, but unfortunately this amazing technology has been branded by some as dangerous. People always have concern about the unknown. It's been that way for millennia. They think that we're spying or that we can see things, which we can't. They're little people, they're little dots. Beyond the headlines. If you wanted to use a drone to spy on, on someone, how impractical it is and how the application of it doesn't really work. Beyond the lies. You're not gonna be able to take out a jetliner with your phantom. Beyond your imagination. Something new is always scary to a lot of people. Anthony Cools. You know, there are tribes in Africa that still believe that if you have your picture taken, that it's robbing your soul. It's not. Starring Sarah O'Neill. Go. There's so much more than most people realize. Brendan Schulman. I think one of the best uses for drone technology is to go out and have people helping their communities. One great example is search and rescue. Jim Bowers. The FAA has not endorsed using a drone to fly search and rescue. There was a man that went missing. Search and rescue parties could not find him for three or four days, and a drone found him in 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Jeff Foster. Wow. <laughs> you know, this is such a great tool. Sally French. The laws in America right now, they are confusing. Randy J. Braun. We're moving now from drone 1.0 into drone 2.0. And the Roswell Flight Test Group. It's a drone. That's what everyone's going to call it. So all we can do as proponents and supporters of this technology is grab that word and change what it means. Romeo Dersher. My most exciting stop has probably been Vietnam, flying in the world's largest cave. From executive producers, Alex Wright, Go Professional Cases, Warren Hill, and Alex Rodriguez. Find out why. Drones are good. The Drone Invasion. Directed by David O'Neill. May 6th, 2016. I like the way that you yeah. guys say, drones are good, and it doesn't even sound <laughs> like it, but it is cute. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just a lot of fun. And I mean, we're, we're still actually shooting some things for it right now. And um, it's, just, it's just a big, fun movie, you know, it's a, it, to have a whole community. And if there's anybody that doesn't know about drones, they can see about it. And it kind of just captures... You know, we started the film last year in the beginning of 2015, and to see how far we've come, it's kind of a fun documentary in that way, too. But, um, and like I said, the, the movie is not even about drones. The movie's about fear. It, it just drones just happens to be the context. It's just, uh, you know, that's, that's what I really hope as a director yeah, to educate people about. It's like, yeah, you know, the reason you don't have the life you want is because you're afraid it's it's really what there is it, and it's it's the reason we don't have drones delivering things is because people are afraid we could have it right now i could order a pizza and i should be able to get it via drone but everyone's afraid so it's just stopping you know keeping us keeping us in the year 2013 rather than the year 2016 which is where we should be yeah. anyway that's my, my that's my that's my political view on it yeah, I, I think I could go with some of that as well. I think the uh, I think part of the regulatory process is naturally in any environment is naturally to try to scarcify people's uh, ability to deliver it to the to the market, so that the few operators that finally can afford to get through the regulatory framework can make a mint out of it by having a monopoly. Exactly. And that's yeah, you know, that, that's the game that Amazon are playing with. It they they're, they're making it they're bringing the discussion to the forefront so hard and fast that regulations are coming in that only they can afford to comply to which is not really a fair way to open a market, but 
anyway. No, but it'll, you know, like anything, it's, it's going to be, a, I mean, I look at the world. I mean, when I started as a video editor, there were like, you know, 12 TV networks and there was no YouTube. And now I see how that's been democratized. Yeah. I would imagine in like 20 years, if you wanted to be, you know, Dom Robinson's flying pizza delivery service, you probably could do it. Tell you what, the day Amazon I launched that service, I'm ordering a pair of socks and I'm going to steal the drone. <laughs> oh, I think yeah, order the lowest price thing. Order a order a sewing needle and exactly. then have them deliver that and then take the drone. Exactly, It'll yeah. cost you a couple of pounds. It'd be Anvil great. I'm going to order an anvil to see how good the drone is. <laughs> we'll get hoisted by your own petard, though. They know where you live. Good point. Oh, oh, I, yeah. should, I should just strap its GPS device onto a DJI and put it in flyaway mode. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Shenzhen. Your drone's gone home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to reverse the props. <laughs> That'll teach it. <laughs> you guys are just twisted evil beings over there. <laughs> Welcome to England. You married one. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, Sarah's just... Uh, what, what did I? Oh, I'll, I'll throw out a word for Sarah. It would be mental not to have drone day. How about that? There you go. There's oh, an English yeah. word. <laughs> there's, there's an English word. So are you guys gonna go? Are you guys gonna bring Toby over to visit the in-laws over here at some point? Are we gonna get you near near the the our stomping grounds to come and have a fly with us? Uh, yeah, we're gonna be coming to. Um, we're gonna be in London, and then we're gonna be in uh, Nottingham, in probably the middle of June right now. So and. Uh, I know Sarah's listening, so she's probably saying, don't commit to anything, but we are coming, and, <laughs> well, and, and you'll have to get past my gatekeeper, which is Sarah. She's the maker of my calendar, and she's, she's in charge, so she's the boss. Anything we want to do will go through Sarah, and I'll, I'll, state that, I'll state that publicly. And she, she knows the lay of the land. Yeah, we'll give, we can give you a lovely day out in Hidden Valley. Oh, nice awesome. Big open place to fly, and, uh, and uh, yeah, we bring your camera. Got it. That sounds really cool. And, uh, you know, the, the, the big idea, too, um, which I don't think has been announced anywhere yet, but we should. We, would you guys like to have an exclusive world world premiere announcement that we haven't even talked about on our show yet? Jay, Jay, do some typing, because that sounds like a drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. Essay done. Well, the, next, the, the next movie that we're doing after the drone invasion is going to be called The Drone Racers. And it's going to be kind of just a gritty movie just showing like you know where everything's at right now you know how is it to be a drone racer what is it like what do you have to deal with is it fun is it crazy is it dangerous is it illegal like yes 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 and yes <laughs> it's crazy it's not illegal here so, David, the diehard crew that's, that stayed together after the air show last year are all yeah. basically racers. So, and that, that's perfect. That, there's, there's a big community who, of people who like to pose with fat sharks on. Take some shots of them. We'll, we'll set up a course locally and, uh, and, and, and you guys come down and fly with us. Yeah, great. I mean, I just think it's the next evolution. I, you know, it's, I like to do films about cutting edge things. And, you know, drones were the thing when we started this one. And it's, it's relevant and it's, and it's cool. And the, the film's going to do do great, but uh, the next one, you know, all about drone racing, I think is just going to be just kind of cool to see it on the individual level. And, and we've been lucky enough to cover all the major drone races and met, you know, uh, Mr. Steele and Schizo and Sharpu and all those guys that are making names for themselves. So it'd be really cool to, you know, see what it's like from their world and just, you know, all that crazy footage on a big screen would just be a lot of fun. Can yeah. we play bad guys? Cause we've got British accents. 
Watch what that's what happened. See, Sarah never saw Star Wars before, right? So I, I set up a projector in the living room or in the lounge. It's not it's not called a living room, it's called a lounge. Uh, I set up a projector in the lounge. And so I put on the film and she's like, all right, we're going to watch Star Wars. And she's like, I know the little robot's called C-3PO. I'm like, yeah, okay. And so we start watching it and she's like, who are those guys? I'm like, those are the bad guys. And she's like, well, why are they British? I'm like, well, that's because they're the bad guys. And so she's like, well, the, all the bad guys British. I'm like, yeah. And she's, I'm like, all the Americans are the good guys. And she's like, well, that's crap. Racist. <laughs> Racist. Well, they, like Die Hard. I, you have a British actor playing a yeah. German. Because... And, and and then as the movie progressed, Sarah was so excited, she fell asleep for the ending. I was like, okay, well, there, there was your Star Wars. <laughs> That's it. Oh, no. <laughs> that was it. Sarah was not impressed with that. It's criminal oh. not to have not seen Star Wars before. Well done for correcting that. I, I did. I mean, she still needs to watch the ending. I'm like, they blow up the, the big spinning thing. She's like, why? I'm like, because it's killing everyone. She's like... Well, the British wouldn't do that. I'm like, well, they did. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah. so, so I'm like, they blew them up. And she's Tell like, well, that's the not. People of Dresden. <laughs> that, that's what it was. Oh my god. Anyway, it was, oh my god, it was White fun. Spy is in the chat. Is that your fault? That's amazing. White White so, Spy. And anyone who doesn't know who White Spy is, it's um, ready to fly drones. Oh, cool. Wow. So, yeah, a big, a big name. We'd like to chat to you one of these days. Welcome to the Thursday Night Show, yeah. Hmm. Shout out to them. Yeah, that's perfect. Sorry I mean, that's, about that. that's what's so cool about the drone community. It doesn't matter if you're a guy that just started or you're, you know, the CEO of DJI. Everybody kind of just mixes in together and everybody just talks. And it's, it's a really cool equalizing thing. It doesn't matter what your job is or what your status is, like or status, as Sarah would say. You can just be together. I, that's what I think is cool about it. It doesn't matter. So uh, where's the? Where, let me jump, jump into something, uh, David. Where's the regulatory space at for all the hobbyists at the moment? Uh, are, are you uh, feeling like you're being left alone if you've got an like over here? We, if we have a BMFA or an FPV UK insurance. And we're not flying for a valuable consideration for money or for something like money. Um, then uh, we actually—I'd say we've got the regulations pretty good over here. Australia's just taken a big step today by letting people um, fly commercially with anything under two kilograms without a license, which is interesting. Um, I, 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 I might, 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 might shake the bag up a bit. But how's things over in the states at the moment? Well, you know, anything that's more than two sticks of butter has to be registered you know that was the famous thing there's the if two sticks of butter don't weigh very much but anything bigger than two sticks of butter which includes a lot of you know what i would consider toy drones or children's drones um has to be registered which is a little bit you know it's very strange and it goes back to like people arguing about the guns they're like you can have a gun here and have as many guns as you like you don't have to register them but if i have one toy drone i've got to put a number on that and i've got to register and i've got to pay so it's a little I mean, I, I agree there should be something done. I would like to, I would like to go down to the, uh, like the DVLA of uh, drones and be able to say, like, okay, here's my drone license. You know, and, and yes, we have that Section 333 deal that you can get. However, even that's strange, and you have to become a private pilot in order to really use it. So that's a bit murky and a bit, bit weird. Um, 
it would just right now the, the laws are still very confusing because we have all 50 states, right? Then we have a central government. The central government says I have to register my drone. I don't have to fly. I can't fly over 400 feet near an airport or near a stadium or an electrical thing and not over people. And then I'm good. But then the states come in and then even the city councils, you know, the city, the city areas pass their own laws which are weird too because well which law is real is it the one that you know the president is saying or is it the one that the city council person made up so it's a very murky area still and we don't have anything solved at the moment it's still it's still quite of a mess so how how it structures more or less out and jay and adam correct me if uh, if i get this wrong but how it structures out more or less here is if is at a national level the airspace is pretty open um but once you get once you get down to where you take off from uh you get into having permission to fly uh, so if you're on public land and there's no bylaw saying that you can't take off, then you can fly, then you can launch, basically. Um, and after that, you've got to stay 50 metres away from everything. <laughs> Pretty simply, yeah. that, that, that's it. Um, and that means that the local councils can then pass bylaws saying you can't fly in public parks or you can't fly. Um, in fact, that's there's only half of our city locally has, has that because of a legacy of the two councils coming together. Only half of our city um, has any bylaws and that's that you can't fly in the local parks. Um, but, but other than that, you can fly freely and openly here as an amateur, as long as you're more than 50 metres away from people uh and and so 150 meters away from crowds that we're allowed to fly fpv so long as we've mm. got somebody spotting um in the uk uh, that's perfectly legal here thanks to a bit of work by some enthusiasts yeah um whereas Shut that isn't true in the US. yeah i think i think the faa are working on it and i think they're looking at the way it's done here um with a sort of a license they don't follow any rules from use. us they got what? independence day where they got rid of us they don't want anything to do with our tea tax. Sometimes they look over here when they've, you know, got things wrong, <laughs> and making someone yeah. learn to fly a small plane to uh, before they can fly a drone is crazy, Tim. Yeah, it's just really weird because it's like, okay, to be a pilot of a plane, like that's every, I respect it. Everybody respects it. You have to go through training. That's great. But then to sit and stand on a lawn somewhere and watch a tiny object in the sky, that's not the same thing. I mean, that, it requires, like, a good eyesight, hand-eye coordination, like, all kinds of things. It has nothing to do I, I with, hope a normal with anything. has good eyesight and good hand-eye coordination. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, watching a tiny grow... dot in the sun, yeah, oh, watching yeah. a tiny dot in the sun is just crazy. And it's just, like, that's that kind of stuff just pisses me off because I'm like, okay, it's cool to be a pilot. And, like, I understand, like, one of the time I talked to one of the government guys and he said, well, listen, it's, it's more about them knowing – about the different classes of airspace that we have. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't you give me a class on the different classes of airspace and I'll learn that and then give me a test and I'll yeah. prove that I know it. And then allow me to pilot my little tiny dot. Like, what's so the difference? Know, I don't know if you have the same un underlying political lobby, but here in the UK, a lot of the um, tightening of regulation is often driven in partnership with the uh, pilots associations because naturally oh, yeah. enough, they're quite threatened about... Um, the future of their career if more and more of their jobs can be automated and done by uh, unmanned vehicles, uh, which is yeah. interesting. I, and I wonder how, I wonder if that's again the same over in the States. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard things which, you know, people like to say things, they say a lot of different things, but I've heard a persistent story or rumor that um, the reason there's all these FPV laws is that ultimately planes can fly themselves, you know, jet commercial jetliners can fly themselves, and the pilots union 
the pilots yeah. really don't do anything unless there's an emergency. And even in that case, they really can't do much at that point. So it, there could just be a command center somewhere in the States where there are people that fly FPV and all the commercial jetliners could, you know, taxi, take off and land. And there wouldn't be need a need to pay these pilots a high amount of money because they're not doing anything anyway. And they just don't want that to get out. Pilot, pilot, so they keep all these, these pilots are not paid a high amount of money. They're paid less than people who work in Walmart. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, here they're paid Which a lot is, of money. No, they're, they're here. Seriously. Oh, no, um, not here. OK. No, um, it was there's been there have been crashes in the US because pilots have been working extra shifts because they're so, right? under, okay. so tight. Um, do you remember Captain Sully who crashed into um, rescued a plane, basically had hit two um, uh, geese? Oh, the, uh, the birds. Yeah. 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 Hero. Yeah. Yeah. He was then asked to give a speech afterwards and he gave a speech on the subject of how badly pilots are treated because people love the idea of being pilots. People want oh, to be wow. pilots. It's just the same as people want to work on TV. A lot of those people are then then treated quite badly because, you know, that's true. Yeah, else that's true. Well, oh, cool. I did not know that. That's awesome. I had no idea because every time <laughs> no, I've ever talked, the they've always really said they made so much money. And I was like, OK, well, they must make a bunch of money because every every time I've ever <laughs> talked to somebody, they're like, I'm making Guys, I, I know, hundreds I'm sorry, of I have now got a fear that there's going to be a call center set up in, in the dark, darkest corner of Asia where there's just going to be banks of people with fat sharks on flying commercial jets. <laughs> uh, okay. That's and it's, my, it's, my image is a lot of people doing that somewhere in Nevada or possibly just a computer. Yeah. And then maybe, a, maybe a hacker. And, I, you know, if a hacker's coming from somewhere, then my stereotypes put them in Russia or China. This, this, uh. this perception of money with pilots is, is an odd one. I, I Many years ago, I was I was looking to, to become a pilot um, and I did all the maths. And just to get one type rating on, on a 737, a sort of an entry rate of 56,000 pounds. And that was eight or nine years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, friend of mine, a friend of mine's just done the same thing. It's about 80 or something now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And looking at the, uh, you know, I keep, I keep an eye on it. And looking at your first, basically, co-pilot position, it is in the low 20s. It's in the low 20s for your first wow. position. And it's not until you've got your captain stripes and you are... 30s in terms of dollars. Yeah, so until you're really senior um, and you can fly a plane for more than three minutes before having to hit the automatic button, they start paying you sensible money. And it's, a lot of these pilots are going in, and, and, and sadly it's, it's sort of becoming the, the realm of people who have got money behind them at a very young age. Um, it's a real shame. Yeah. They're going to hate us wow. after this this podcast, aren't they? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 sorry. Well, now nobody wants to be a pilot, so I guess you know the CEO no, of Fat Shark, the CEO of Fat Shark. Well, oh, go ahead, Luke. <laughs> Luke Bannister won. Luke just won a quarter of a million quid, guys. Stop flying passenger jets. Start flying racers. That's where the money is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he got, right. got divided. Luke, Luke is the smartest guy in the room. Why don't we just follow Luke and, and follow yeah. his lead, and we'll all go out and get Fat Shark and. Uh, you know, Fat Shark should be sponsoring both of our shows at this point. We just gave him all the business in the world. Four hundred times. Yeah. Anthony yeah. from Immersion. Fat Shark, other goggles are available. Oh, they're not, are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll give a shout out to a guy that I like. I use the View XLs as well as the Fat Sharks, and these these guys are are really cool. I don't know if you've seen them, but for beginning FPV people, they literally they're called the. I've got them in my hand here. They're called View XL, so V U E X L. And uh, it's the VX1, and what's what's cool is you can stick them on a tripod, and you can put your face in them, and you can fly FPV just like you got the goggles on. But I don't know about you, when I started with putting my goggles on, I would get disorientated when I would take the goggles off and wonder where the hell my drone was because you kind of drift, 
But this way you can put your face in there, step back and look at your drone, put your face back in there. So you can kind of like have a little bit of line of sight if you don't have a spotter and you're able to kind of, you know, get, uh, get the feel of fat chart goggles without actually putting them on your face. So yeah. that's another alternative that I use all the time. So. Yeah, the problem, problem with that is I, mean, I've, I fly with something similar and I am the only one on the field that's wow. got this enormous <laughs> appendage on my face. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the problem there. And it looks like you're just out playing virtual reality. It, yeah. Just, you yeah. look like Bender the robot. <laughs> back, back at home, Wait, PlayStation he, boy. But, but I'll tell you what, is everyone else has their fat trucks on, they can't see you, so it doesn't matter how ridiculous you look. It's okay. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they can't see you anyway. It's, it's all right. But that's oh. cool. Does anyone know if, if any pairs of goggles which got two separate images so I can do wider stereoscopics? Yeah, um, the Rift, Dominator HDs. It's two yeah, different screens I... so I can yeah. feed a different video image to each eye. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I know someone who was doing that. Sky Zone 3D as well. Yeah. yeah. Any cool. any 3D uh, capable oh, goggles. Just the right place to ask that question, wasn't it? Uh, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's and great. if you're if you're smart, you can uh, you can put the soccer match on one side and then uh, watch your FPV on the other side, and you can just watch both. Oh, I want to stick them on my glider wingtips so that <laughs> so that you get about 40 meters depth of field apparently oh no that's cool i like that that's a really cool idea to do 3d I, there was a time when i worked at this tv station where everything we did the get the owner of the company made me do everything in 3d it was the most well, horrible well, experience of my life oh no and i told him too and it was just like we bought we bought seven twenty thousand dollar cameras and we sat there and uh when i would interview people i'd have to be about i don't know 300 feet away from them or so yeah. and i'd be in a convention floor where everyone's trying to walk in front of my camera and i'm trying to get this interview out and it's just it was just the most ridiculous thing ever i'm so happy that the whole world got iphones and we all watch like 15 second clips and that's about all we can stand a video now i totally feel your pain I've got on the, on 3d on, the, on, the, on my 3d, 3D and it's terrible yeah, yeah. Because, it's terrible because it's, like when, it, when you're at home you don't just watch the telly do you you have to look away and then right. you've got these sort of dark glasses. Yeah, I don't know. So, Trying to be in Reservoir Dogs and watch a movie is weird. <laughs> right, but I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a secret, though. The, the one thing that I learned is, is we used to use, um, that we'd get like, you know, all the 3D cameras, but we didn't have drones back then. So we'd want an aerial shot of something, right? So we'd either buy some stock footage or in the cases where we had a budget, we would hire a helicopter. And what's cool is if you're moving at a horizontal plane when you're flying, or anything at a horizontal plane really, like if it's on a gimbal or if it's on a, on a drone, if you take that into After Effects, right, the Adobe After Effects program, you set up two different cameras and you make a left eye and a right eye, and you just move the image over just a few pixels, just a very few slight pixels, and you mux that together in GoPro's 3D, you can make 3D footage out of your drone footage in a second. And it looks oh. awesome. And you put the glasses on, and oh my God, you've got you've got a 3D drone, and it actually looks good. But only move horizontal, and that's it. But it, it looks great. I mean, try it. Oh yeah, yeah. That was I, years ago. BBC did a weird thing where they had. Anyway, sorry, boring technical things. Guys, thing, can, I, can I can I can I just cut in because I've noticed we've only got about two minutes left before we got to hand over to Digit Three. Uh, and I just, did you, just wanted did you have to, something coming up you wanted to talk about, Dom? Yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, some of the listeners are, uh, are asked, have been asking and so on. But basically, from tonight, the, do note that the racing is open uh, on miniairshow.com. So get in there. There's a PDF which explains a slightly convoluted process to sign up. 
and so on. But we're, t we're creating just teams of four. You can't register three of you and hope someone else turns up because you'll squat all the qualifier slots. So, uh, so you've got to get all four of you together and create your team before you can register it. Uh, but get in there, register now. Uh, there's only 36 slots and uh, about a third of them have already gone. Don, there was a th Jack, Jack and I had a dyslexic win over a slight typo on the yeah. code that we got given. Yep. The um, yeah, you know the uh, you know the code for the yeah. the, the groups the 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 one beginning with Q. Yeah. Um, it's tell me offline. Tell me offline. Uh, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. spelt yeah. right. You're running out of time. Okay. Uh, yeah. Carry on. Yeah. No. Uh, we should hand back to David because you got your last minutes of the show. and We've got to hand over to Digit Three in a minute. Yep. David, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on. A shame Sarah wasn't here. I'm deeply disappointed, but <laughs> I, think, I think they're still very close, Jack. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll fly. We'll fly Sarah out there in June. You can come out and say hi then. How about that? Yeah. She'll be in person. Yeah. It'll be Jack, even Jack, Jack might try and eliminate you. Jack won't. Come. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I'll, I'll <laughs> lend you my white cat, Jack. <laughs> you can be the proper evil English guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, thanks, everybody. And I really appreciate what your podcast. I appreciate the um, honor of being on the show. And I mean, seeing the mini air show grow and grow and be part of International Drone Day is it's it's just amazing fault. to see all the creative things that you've done and what you're doing for your community. And anybody out there listening that wants to be a part of it, I mean, head yeah. on over to internationaldroneday.com. You can check out pictures we'll be posting more pictures of this year and uh, you know we'll also get some kind of coordinated social media going so i'll talk to dom about that offline but we'd love to see like live images going and we'd love to be able to cool. be tweeting tweeting all around the world because we want to see you know it starts what? out in singapore and australia and then it sweeps through the uk off to the states so it's so great we're, we're, we're gonna have live commentary from the let's drone out team here uh, throughout the awesome. day and we've got a, a like a site an fm site radio license has been granted today as well so we'll we can give you a feed of that and also the plan is for video we'll probably just do facetime live facebook live cool. facebook live yeah, stuff. We'll, so we can we'll just put, tell we'll us put, put links out on yeah we'll put links out on the uh, put it on our on our captain's group and we'll put the links out on the uh official pages and we'll, we'll let everybody know about it we want the whole world to see what everyone's doing and get more more drone pilots and keep us in the air flying and you know spread the word that drones are good yep um yeah well that's a great finishing line yeah, <laughs> yeah drones are good. Should, yeah, you know, after three everyone one two three drones, 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 are good. Good. drones don't kill people <laughs> idiots do <laughs> there you go there's the there's the alternate tagline that's great yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah, also, um, they say that a butterfly, when it flaps its wings, turns into a tornado. And through your International Drone Day, when a propeller spins, um, Dom then creates the International Drone Day. And then uh, we meet him. And then he's like, come on my show. And then we're on a show. And then we're you're on our show from your show, if that makes sense. <laughs> I love it, and then and then think about the people that are listening that are going to start their own show now because they heard us. Yeah, and that's that's what that's what it's show. about. Yeah, please yeah, do. That, please I mean, you... it's just cool. It's it's really really great. You guys are just killing it. I mean, it's just this is what community is about. This is what it means to be alive. So it, it's terrific. Yeah, I've I've made some people some real friends and people that have changed my life because of this, and uh, it's only ever improved it. Thank you. You're welcome. We, we appreciate it. Everything. And we appreciate Dom and everything you guys are doing. It's terrific. And I know I would speak to Sarah just uh, how grateful we are that you guys 
tuned into that first episode and it is available. It's it's horrific, but if you want to watch it, uh, take a couple tablets and, and take a look. Cool. Thank you. Um, thanks for tuning in to Let's Drone Out. And don't forget, Alex Edit will be on next week from 8 till 9. Telemetry lost.